I'm Julie. And I'm Topanga. Welcome back to More, More Than, Than Life podcast, podcast, where we talk about anything we want. Woo! Hey guys, welcome back to our podcast. Today we're going to be talking about worldview versus biblical view. But before you dive into this episode, if you have not listened to our last podcast episode, you should go check that out. We gave you all of our advice. Let's get into it. Okay, before we get started, we wanted to just preface that we both are a little sick right now, so our voices sound a little funky. Yep, but if you're into that kind of thing, keep listening. Keep listening, because here we are. Yep. All right, so (laughs) what are we going to talk about first? There's like so many controversial topics uh-huh. like worldview versus biblical view, but we're just going to touch on a couple of them. Yeah. So. Let's just start out with a bang. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even... Yes! <laughs> sex. <laughs> Let's talk about sex, baby. That's what, <laughs> how I was going to do it. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, that's good. I think that's funny. <laughs> Right. Literally. Yeah, let's talk about the the big one right away. Sex. Mm-hmm. So worldview is like super sex positive, like before relationship, even like just casually. Like even. casual hookups and like doing that to fill like a piece of yourself. Mm-hmm. And the biblical view behind that is like the complete complete opposite, mm-hmm. which I think is super interesting. I know for me in college, it was like, you were weird if you weren't having sex. Like, what's your body count? Yeah. And if you had a higher body count, that was like really cool, which I think is kind of scary that we're glorifying like Mm -hmm. having sex with multiple people. Definitely. In like a short amount of time. Mm -hmm. And it's like a goal. It can become like a competition between people and like friends. Like, hey, like... I know I've heard this with guys before, like, hey, let's see how many girls we can go have sex with. One with the most at the end of the week wins. Like, it's like a terrible thing. What people don't understand is when you have sex with someone, you're giving them a piece of you. And if you are giving small pieces to a bunch of random people, when you do find the person that you end up marrying and spending the rest of your life with, you don't have as much to give because yeah. you're willing. Or it can take a lot to mend yeah. and work through with with your now husband. Mm-hmm. And the Bible says you become one when you're married. No, definitely. I mean, I can speak for both of us that we're very thankful that we haven't had sex and like given that piece away. But speaking for myself, I have done like the things that are considered okay to do like that are less than sex which it's is like, not the truth so like how far to the line can we get type thing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but like any of those things are still considered like having some type of like sexual encounter with someone and it's, that goes along the same lines i think really what Like, it's just bonding, and Mm -hmm. Christ didn't mean for us to bond with someone in that way, in such an intimate way, that isn't going to be forever. Because you're literally in your most vulnerable state, Mm -hmm. like, just standing there all as you are. Yeah. So, (laughs) like, sorry for the graphic image, but that's just what it is. Dim the lights, please. (laughs) 
kidding. <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> Seriously, like this is a super uncomfortable topic to talk about, but it's a really important one, especially like women in the church. Like mm-hmm. sex is considered like a really taboo thing to talk mm-hmm. about. It's like you just tell people growing up like, hey, don't do this. But yeah. then it's like. And then they don't elaborate on it as to why. Yeah. Like, why is it important for you not to do that? I, it wasn't just until recently that I had someone tell me, like, go more in depth into that and say, like, what does that mean to you? Like, yes, we want to obey and follow the different commandments that are within the Bible. But what does that mean to you? And, like, how is it personal to you? Because Jesus is personal. He doesn't mm-hmm. just say all these random things that we can do or that we cannot do and not have a reason or a purpose for it or exactly. greater meaning yeah. than what it looks like just like a rule yeah god just doesn't create rules because he can he creates all of these things for us to follow to protect us yeah so like if you are partaking in like specific activities that the bible says not to then there's going to be repercussions for that you're going to have those consequences and sometimes people know that they're going to have those consequences and they still do it anyways Mm -hmm. and you can definitely see a shift in people when they're like when they're doing those types uh-huh. of things. Yeah. I also think it's uh can be scary if you have had sex before and you're involved in the church. It can be terrifying to come out because we've heard of like bad stories or maybe you've seen it happen like secondhand to someone who's come out and confessed that hey, like my boyfriend and I, we had sex and I'm feeling really guilty about it and they're completely shamed within the church. I think that that has put a lot of pressure on young Christian girls mm-hmm. um, within the church if they have had that in the past. Um, and Shame so, is not okay no. in any sense of the word. And so as Christians and as the church, I think we need to be better at speaking on this matter so that people can feel more freely to talk about it and Mm -hmm. not feel ashamed or embarrassed. Because another thing is, like, people struggle in the church with, like, sexual temptations all the time. Like, that's a super common thing to happen. Like, Mm -hmm. whether you're single or whether you're in a relationship, that's just something that many people deal with. But if we have this continued, like, stigma around it, no one's going to seek help for that. Mm -hmm. It's like, if you're struggling with lying or gossiping like you're gonna go to someone that you trust and you're gonna ask them for advice but if people are constantly getting shamed within the church for like struggling with sexual temptation then Mm -hmm. people aren't gonna ask for help about that they're gonna keep it like buried deep down inside of themselves yeah and not even just like they're feeling like they're gonna get shamed just solely because it's not talked about it just seems like it's not okay or like how dare I even struggle with this or how dare I even bring this up because no one seems to talk about it. Mm -hmm. That kind of segues into another thing that I just thought about. But um, another very taboo topic is masturbation. Oh, yeah. And I think that that's a super important topic because it kind of goes hand in hand with what I said about like college culture. Like if you weren't doing that, then you were weird. Like, it's just something that everybody did mm-hmm. to, like, pass the time or, like, do... To cope in some way. Yeah, to try and feel something. So it was, in a way, it was an addiction for a lot of people, and it still continues to be. 
that's another thing that isn't talked about a lot in the church is like how to get past those things and how and why that's not something that we as Christians should be doing. Yeah, exactly. Because I had no idea until like, I think it was, it was like a year and a half ago that somebody told me why masturbation isn't okay. And it was really difficult for me to understand because society's culture is so surrounding or so surrounded in that. Yeah. Even though it's not talked about widely and much on social media, it is within friend groups and like one-on-one settings with your friends. Yeah. And Um, it's easy to feel shamed like, oh, gee, like I'm not doing that. Should I try to do that? mm -hmm. Like it's... It's just crazy. Yeah, like, what's wrong with me for not even thinking about wanting to do that? Yeah. When it should be the opposite of, like, I don't feel the need to do that. I don't want to partake in that. And that's okay. That's a good thing. Exactly. So, again, with, like, sex, this kind of... It kind of winds into the same, like, why you shouldn't be doing that type of thing. Especially within, like, a marriage. I consider masturbation cheating in a marriage. Because you are going to someone other, someone or something other than your spouse uh-huh. for sex. And that's not what God designed that for. Mm-hmm. So outside of marriage, it's, it's also like it's a self-pleasure thing. thing. So it's like, yeah, we in can't find our pleasure within ourselves. Yeah, it's like a selfish thing in a sense. Mm-hmm. No, like it is a selfish thing. If you're like, especially if you're married. We'll we'll keep this like when you're married. It's I feel like it can be a selfish thing, but that's like different with everyone. So like some marriages, you may be okay if like y'all are good with doing that. Like I I do believe that that can be a decision and conversation between each marriages. I don't think that there's a solid like in every you know I don't know because I'm not married and I guess I've never actually <laughs> thought about it. I disagree in the sense of like. You married this person and, like, sex is meant to be shared between the two of these people. And if you're leaving the other person out, then it's kind of discrediting what God saved Mm -hmm. sex for. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. But, again, neither of us are married, so this is just our Mm -hmm. our opinions on that. So there's a Bible verse in 1 Corinthians 6, 19 through 20, and it says, Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit? Who is in you? Whom have you received from God? You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your body. So that's basically saying that, I feel like it could say a lot of things, but that God is in us. Um, He died. Jesus died for us. And so with that, he sent his Holy Spirit. And so there we have, um, we have self-control. We have love. We have peace. We have patience. We have all these things, right, that come from him. And with those attributes and with our love for Christ, we are to honor him. We're to honor our bodies because he's living within us. And we're um, we're to be examples of the church and examples of who Christ is. And you, I believe that if you're seeking um, self-pleasure through yourself or through um, like watching pornography, that's not honoring the Holy Spirit. That's not honoring your body. And um, Jesus mm-hmm. meant, God meant for sex and all that comes with it to be within marriage and not outside of it. Absolutely. Yeah. And First Peter 2.11 says, Dear friends, I urge you as 
foreigners and exiles to abstain from sinful desires which wage war against your soul. So like um, you should be abstaining from passions of the flesh, mm-hmm. which like masturbation is a fleshly desire. It's not something that is of God. So also I've heard once and I feel like I've read for it to be true on my own in the Bible that sexual temptation is the again I've heard this from someone else I want to like I don't know but sexual temptation is the only thing within the Bible that um, it tells you to flee from every other thing is like you know walk away or like turn the other way but sexual temptation tells you to flee from it you sprint away from that yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah, so that should say something like, mm-hmm. <clears throat> oh, I can't just like, let me just hmm, go on a different website and like not be tempted by that. Or let me just like hang out with this person who really makes me want to go further, like all the time in the dark, late at night. And where am I going with that? <laughs> I had a. If you oh. know what your temptations are, you should be fleeing from those mm-hmm. if you feel like you can't control yourself. Exactly. And, like, not pulling the wool over your eyes, basically, and saying, oh, no, I can handle it. It's fine. Like, be honest with yourself. If you genuinely think that you cannot, like, contain yourself and control your temptations, then you should be changing your atmosphere. Mm-hmm. So that is, like, in a nutshell, our thoughts and opinions on sexual temptations in general. But we did want to preface, like, after we were finished with that, that if you struggle or have struggled with those things, then you shouldn't be shameful of that. Nah, it's okay, boo. Like we, as long have, as you've repented, we've all had our own struggles with that, in a sense. So don't feel shamed by it, because like God has already forgiven you, which doesn't justify you continuing to do those sins. Mm-hmm. But just know that like everything that has happened to you or you have done in the past is forgiven if you've accepted like the gospel and stuff yes yeah so don't feel shame for like any past sexual sins as long as you're learning from those past situations and like growing your relationship with god then that's what actually counts and want genuine change too because you can make it look like you want genuine change to those that are around you but Jesus sees what is really going on in your heart and if you Mm -hmm. really want the change or not. Yeah. So it's all between you and him. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, we have a lot more thoughts on this, but this is all that we're going to touch for now. Yes. So if you guys have any other questions about that, feel free to message us on Instagram or Facebook. We would Mm -hmm. be more than happy to sauce some stuff in there. Mm -hmm. Okay, what's the next thing? Next thing, we'll talk about swearing. Ooh, yeah. Okay. That's a very controversial one. One of my favorite scriptures, Proverbs 18.21, that it basically says life and death are in power of the tongue. And Mm. so that's always the scripture that comes to my mind when speaking on swearing. Um, I've never been one to swear. I actually have a story. I was in... I think I was in high school at this point. Yeah, it was freshman year. And I just never swore. And I still really don't to this day. But that's like the thing to do, uh, especially in public schools, right? To swear because it kind of solidifies that you're cool and all these things. 
Um, so I had my friends and they just couldn't believe that I didn't swear or don't swear. Um, so I got mad and I'm a big competitor. And so I was feeling like they're telling me that I can't do something. And like, I was just getting so mad. And I was like, I can, but I don't need to prove to you. And they were like, yeah, I do. Cause we don't believe you otherwise. Like we've never heard you. So what do we do? We go into the school locker room and um they like listed off all these four words and i'm just like i'm sure my face was like bright red and i'm like i can't do this and i'm like feeling such a moral confliction honestly and i don't know why it just seems something so simple but it wasn't to me and so i said the s word and i remember just freaking out inside and i was like see told you and i like I walked out and I remember I prayed the whole way back to my class because I was like, Lord, like I felt so bad because that's just not me. And yeah, so that's my thing on swearing. Wow. I don't think it's like a terrible, terrible thing. Like I have close friends that super love Jesus and are 100% sold for him and live fully for him and they swear every once in a while. It's not like I feel you know, like the worst thing. I don't know. I'm conflicted about that one too because like you want to honor God in everything that you're doing. So, like, if you're saying these words, like, towards other people, then that's not honoring God mm-hmm. because you're saying, like, negative words towards someone. But, like, those words, a lot of them, weren't originally, like, made to be swear words. They were cultivated by society mm-hmm. and, like, turned into bad words. Yeah. So, I guess again that comes of a place of like where your heart is at with it and like why you're saying it yeah but like nobody says swear words other than to like be to emphasize something to be mean mm-hmm. or like negative about stuff i think you can i know a lot of people swear like specifically like the s word or the f word when like they get hurt or they drop something or something like that so mm-hmm. it's like ah poop <laughs> see i like that better i think that that's kind of funny and it lightens the mood but when you're saying like a swear word it kind of like it's like um aggressive almost i personally so growing up my mom was very cautious about the words that we were allowed to say and like the f word in my house was fat like we couldn't say fat because that was the f word so she's very careful about the things that we said And then going into, like, high school, I heard swear words a lot more. I still didn't swear because I didn't didn't like it. I thought that it made me, like, quote-unquote, a bad person and, like, whatever. And then I started hanging out with a group of girls that swore all the time. And, like, the iron sharpens iron verse in the Bible. Like, the people that you hang out with, you, like, become... Like Mm -hmm. those types of people. So I slowly started to swear. And then going into college, everyone was swearing there too. So I started swearing a lot. And it wasn't until I moved to Thief River like a year and a half ago that I like stopped swearing because I was hanging out with people that didn't swear anymore. Mm. I was like, oh, yeah, like I don't need to say these words because that like carries a lot of weight. Yeah. And like, to me, it shows, like, what type of person you are if you're using swear words, like, towards other people in, like, yeah, a negative totally. way. And, like, there's so many beautiful words in the English language that we can use to describe things. So many descriptive words. And if you decide to use one of those words instead, boo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unoriginal. 
<laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. That's a controversial topic for sure. Yeah. And I think a lot of it can really just come down to your own personal convictions. Obviously, yeah. there, there's always going to be that line, right? So, like, if I'm using every swear word that I know towards someone and as I'm, like, gossiping, all right, that's a sin. Like That's no, slander towards yeah, a person. There's no question about that. Um, but, I, you know. If you, like, stub your toe and happen to slip out, like, yeah. a word... I don't think that I'm not that's, sure. like, yeah. the biggest deal in the world. Right. Is it the best thing? Probably not, because those types of words can, like, become more... I just like, think the more you practice something, even if it's casually, the more it's going to be implemented into your life and your yes, lifestyle. It's going to be normalized. And it can easily become um, something that it originally wasn't meant to be in your mind. Exactly. Yeah. Good topic. Yeah. Woo. I thought you were going to high-five me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Um, next one is drinking. Oh, yeah. Yes, we should talk about drinking. That's a good one. So, Jolie and I both love wine. Yep. We do. Sure do. And, like, in the Bible... Like, there's many times where... It's his first miracle. Yes. <laughs> where wine is used and it wasn't used in, like, a negative way. Mm-hmm. So, neither of us have an issue with drinking when it's done correctly. Yeah. So, I grew up um, just seeing drinking quite often and abused. Um, so, when I was getting older, I had... I wouldn't say, like, a fear of alcohol... But I definitely just didn't see how it could be used responsibly. Um, so I never did anything in middle school, high school. I There were times, there was like two times I think when my dad left his would leave his drink when he would choose to drink and I like took a sip out of it and I thought it was the grossest thing ever. <laughs> um, so that was like the most I ever did all through high school. Um, so then I had friends that were Christians and they live for Jesus. They started showing me that it's okay to drink and it can be done responsibly. So whenever mm-hmm. I was around them, they would have a drink, whether that be, I don't know, whiskey on rocks or like just a simple beer. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was always a small amount and they never had more than what was in their hand. Like yeah. they always just had one drink. And at first it was so uncomfortable for me because I was like why are they drinking? And like, in my mind, I was like, this, like, I can't believe they're drinking. Like, this is really bad. Um, But then they slowly kept doing it and getting me more introduced to the idea, like, hey, like, this can be good. Like, this is okay. And so now I hold the view that it's really down to self-control and where your heart is at. Um, Yeah. And yeah. Because the Bible doesn't say you cannot drink alcohol. Bible says drunkenness is a sin Mm -hmm. so like as long as you know like what your limit is and don't push past that then it shouldn't be an issue yeah but I mean I grew up the complete opposite where like my parents didn't even let me be around alcohol like my mom wouldn't let my dad have like keep his beer in the fridge because it was like what if they accidentally like got into something not that we knew how to open up bottles because we were like five but still so I wasn't exposed to it at all and then 
once I got to high school, again, I started hanging out with a specific type of friend group and they kind of peer pressured me into drinking and like seeing how drunk I could get so I knew how to take care of myself in college when I would party, which I think is the most terrible idea <laughs> in the entire world. So um, I started drinking pretty heavily in college and getting drunk like maybe three or four times a week which was really bad, like super bad for my mental health. And I could tell that all of that alcohol was taking a huge toll on my like my lifestyle in general. Like first off, it's not healthy for you. And then second off, like it's not a super productive and God-glorifying activity to be doing. <laughs> and it leads to a lot of dangerous things. So I <clears throat> heard a quote one time and it's my all-time favorite. And it says, um, tell me what you read and I'll tell you who you are. It's true enough, but I'd know you better if you told me what you reread. So I heard that quote and then how I heard it from the other person, they elaborated. And they were like, and on top of that, so tell me what you read and tell me who your five friends are and I'll tell you who you'll be. And mm. so it's like, and the, there's scripture on that, right? Like who you hang around. Yeah, the iron sharpens iron. Yeah, I think there's more too. I'm That's sure there's one. more. So there's one in Proverbs um, speaking on that, like who you surround yourself with. It says, watch the company that you keep. Surround yourself with others who will continue to inspire you to your betterment. So I that is one of my favorite quotes with the added of like who you surround yourself with because I think that's so true. And what should we be reading and rereading all the time? The, the Bible. Bible. And so that's not going to lead us astray. That's not going to um, lead us to drinking so much that we black out and forget everything. It's going to lead us actually away from that. And it's going to lead us to a place where it's okay. And we feel like, I don't need to have 20 glasses of wine tonight. You know, like mm -hmm. it's going to lead us to be better people because of Christ. Yeah. And we kind of touched on it before, but it's like a heart posture thing. Like, why are oh, you why yeah. are you drinking? Are you drinking because you want to feel a certain way or like forget you're trying things. to yeah, if you're trying to forget stuff, then you probably shouldn't be drinking. But if you're drinking cuz you genuinely like the taste of wine or like the taste of scotch or whatever your drink of choice is, then that's okay because your heart posture is in a good spot. Yes. Yeah. And also red wine proven to reduce some anxiety. So And heart problems. Yeah. So I mean there are different things. Only one glass. After one yeah. glass there's no proven effects. <laughs> exactly. So don't go overboard with that. Don't take us out of context, please. Yeah. Alright. Cool. So those are some pretty great controversial topics. Yeah. Um, if you have any questions about like stuff that we've said or opinions that we have Feel free to ask us about it and we can or to elaborate. More. Yeah. Because yeah. we would love to answer any questions that you guys have about our thoughts and opinions. Yeah. So that song, that I don't need your opinion. <laughs> Every Do time you say I opinion. Heckin' want. <laughs> uh, the only um, opinion we need is God's. Yes. Amen. Yep. So I hope that you've enjoyed our raspy voices. In our sniffles. I got a gummy bear stuck in my <laughs> trachea. Or no, what'd you say? Your tonsils. Tonsil. <laughs> and it burned and really hurts. 
And then sometimes, like, a lot of spit would come up and it would taste so sweet. And it, like, you'd think that would be cool, but it's not because I knew I had just a gummy bear lodged in my tonsil. Sick. Made me sick. For sure. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, for sure. And you want to know why I choked on a gummy bear? Because I bumped down to Panga's. Uh, what do you call it? Griddle? Yeah, it is a griddle. And I put two fingers on it to subtly try to stop <laughs> it from going down. And then I quickly retracted and just watched it plummet to the ground. Thank goodness all of the grease from my burger was like hardened because otherwise it would have spilled everywhere. Yeah. Gotta love the laws of science. Exactly. And yeah, law of science. That's why that gummy bear is there. Is it? It's gone now. <laughs> Gotta love those saliva enzymes dissolving food. That you lost me. (laughs) (laughs) So, thanks for listening to our seventh podcast episode. Also, I'm wearing a new shirt. It's hot pink skeletons on skateboards. It's pretty cute, not gonna lie. And she also got new black jeans. They're pretty cute. I just wanted to say that because I love the shirt so much. And the spooky seasons among us... Halloween's upon us! <laughs> it's from Hoobie Halloween. Hoobie Halloween. I personally hate Halloween. I love Halloween. With a passion. But, I mean, a lot of people really love Halloween. It's I'm just, just so like, fun. I'm a texture person and lots of Halloween costumes are super uncomfortable. And, like, I don't like things on my face. So, like, even, like, facial, like, makeup type, uh-huh. like, face makeup and stuff, that really bugs me. Okay, sugar. <laughs> you get it? Because you're going to be, like, salt and pepper. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell them my costume. You heard it here first. (laughs) Spoiler alert. Uh, Okay, so thanks for listening, guys. Um, Again, if you haven't listened to our past six episodes, feel free to check those out. Um, Follow us on our social medias. Yep. We have Instagram and Facebook, and they're both at More Than Life Podcast. All right, see you guys in the next one. Bye. Bye.